Thank you once again for tuning into the Psychedelic Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Marie, here with obviously my husband, Rob. You can tell because we look alike. And we have Zach from Some Nobodies. They are somebody, though. And we're going to do something a little bit weird and different here. Hi, Zach. Hello. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate that. Some Nobodies, we are uh, officially nobodies until we become somebody. I guess until then, we're, yeah, we're a bunch of nobodies. Yeah, we got a bunch of shows. You guys saw we were doing in the summit. We did that mini version of talking upstream. But after I was forced to drink a lot of the chili pepper stuff, which I couldn't eat a whole pepper, uh, I wanted to have you guys on my show and have a quick interview. But before we do that, I figured I'm going to pop onto your show. I know you guys do a lot of cool interviews, and I felt like it might be really cool for someone to actually interview you on your show. We do a bunch of very bad shows, a bunch of very bad podcasts, and we review bad podcasts. So I thought, what's better than to find the worst interview questions for a podcaster and ask you guys that? So I hope that's cool. Is that, is that cool? It's a genius move to do on somebody. Oh. I mean, this is reverse witchcraft. I can't think of a better idea. Oh, perfect. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I have compiled roughly 20 of some of the worst questions, I hope, and they'll probably turn into some kind of a good conversation. I'm excited. Um, no censorship After here, seeing your geniusness, <laughs> we are ready for yeah. this. Oh, all right. So question one, what is the one thing you wish you'd known when you began your career as a podcaster? That's a bad question. That is a bad question. Well, if that's I'll let you answer. That's one. number one. This is like the, the hot wing challenge. Like where this is one out of 10. All right, let's do it. One out of 20. Okay. Um, I wish I had an ear for what sounds good because what I thought sounded good at the time and what I think sounds good now is completely different echelons. Like I, I listened back to when we first started and it sounds like garbage. Anchor. Well, <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about no. Anchor. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we first started out on the iPhone 8 recording and I yeah. thought it sounded impeccable at the time. Later on, I'm just like, wow. It's kind of like playing Sega and thinking that Sega graphics are good. Oh, and yeah. then in 2020... You know, you got the PS5 coming Good out. answer. Good answer. <laughs> you kind of hurried me. I'm like, come on, let's do this fast. We're doing it. Who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, it's 20 <laughs> No, it's okay. Uh, question number two. If given the opportunity, how many hot dogs could you eat in 10 minutes? Mm. Oh, me? It really depends how hungry I am. I say that I could probably devour about 12, but it depends on are they polar sausages or Gosh. Oscar Mayer wieners? No, real filthy, like those Hebrew nation, aggressively sweaty ones. One or less. If they're Nathan's hot dogs, which Ooh. is my favorite brand of hot dog. But he said they're filthy, nasty. Real sweaty. Sweaty hot and dogs. And bun. Oh, that, well, that, that takes my count down. Seven. Okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, that's still pretty impressive. They say the average human should only have two a year, so that's pretty good. Okay, next bad question. Who was your worst interview? <laughs> I'll let Rob answer that one. Well, I've only, I've never done my own interview myself, like conducted my own interview. I've done a tandem interview with Tina twice. and He interviewed me, me to be his girlfriend. Ne neither once. one was bad. What? <laughs> <laughs> what qualifications do you have? Yeah, I don't do interviews. I want to. Okay. If it involved imagining yourself as something like um, if you could be a biscuit, what kind of biscuit would you be? This is a valid question. Uh, no, these are bad questions. I know, but I can also understand. Oh. I can also put myself in the shoes of a biscuit. Yeah, it's I, relatable. It would have to be the kind that you could roll up and create anything with, which would be the uh, Grand's croissants. 
The little Pillsbury. You know, the ones that you got to pop open. And some people mm. hate popping them open, but they're also super fun to pop yeah. open. I would be a dollar biscuit for McDonald's <laughs> just because my last job, we would get that every day but, before work. So dollar biscuit. The McDonald's, <laughs> McDonald's biscuit. Dollar biscuit. Dollar, dollar biscuit. Let's see. Um, the next bad question. What football team do you support? <laughs> this is already like the I'm answer st- that he'll have. It's already a bad answer. I, I should have read these first. <laughs> Make them up. When you said bad, I thought you, you were going to say like hard to answer. Like, oh, no. Okay. Wait, can you no. give us more hard like, questions? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll um, answer that. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Which is his real actual. He actually loves them. It would have been yeah, funny like two years ago. Ha, they suck, but they're actually okay. So. <laughs> uh, Tina Marie, please. Can you sing a song that best describes you? Hmm, yeah, I totally can. I mean, it's a, it's, Great question. That's, can you funny. do it right now? Oh, sure. I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. I know you were right. Been leaving for so long. Because I'm corny and I wasn't born in the 70s, Keep but going. I love Air Supply. Keep going. In a real interview, they wouldn't go for the whole four minutes of Air <laughs> no. Supply. Just a snippet. No, that's good. Um, okay, now this this goes to Tina Marie also. If you could be Batman or Robin, which one would you be? Definitely not Robin because he's a little twat. <laughs> I don't know. Thank you, Robert, for saying the words that I could not say. I don't know. But... I mean, uh, Batman is mysterious, but also he's a boss B. He's a leader. Yeah. He's a boss B. Yeah, true. <laughs> All right, Rob, what was the most traumatic experience to happen to you in personal life? whoa that's deep give it away go ahead i'll just keep it basic because i don't want to get too deep (laughs) (laughs) um crashing a bmw into like impaling a guardrail with a bmw just to keep it surface level and not dig deep into my life crashing a, a bmw into a guardrail on the way to get drugs actually a long time ago i'll be honest I cut, so I just pulled out right in front of somebody. And your dog was there. Yep. No, separate. Oh, you know what? Scratch that. I T-bone a snowplow with my dog in a Toyota Sequoia. We weren't together. The engine bottomed out, and I hit my friend's dad's pawn shop. Not a scratch on my dog or me. Luckily. But it was very a very violent crash, and it it was traumatic. But walked out of there unscathed. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, that's a so tough car crash. How do you forget that? <laughs> Too uh, it's not forget it. It's about remembering that one second. I mean, there's probably yeah. some pretty weird stuff in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Tina Marie, what would I find in your fridge right now that might embarrass you? Kimchi. That's not embarrassing. Maybe some people Cheese? might cons- consider it. That's not embarrassing. Because <laughs> you, you don't um, drink milk. So for, for you, that might you might open it and be a little bit put off by the yeah. fact that there's so much cheese and milk sure. and I upset you well i think what she meant to say was a jar of pickles but the pickles are, those e- are his eaten stuff. so those it's, are his. it's just pickle count. juice now and we haven't got rid of it yet for some reason also his fault so it's like whiskey back shots right you're doing pickle backs with that Ooh, yeah, it could be I a chaser those. yeah definitely. yeah it seems like everyone has a sort of a celebrity experience whether they've passed them in an airport or met them in a restaurant Rob, do you have a celebrity experience or meeting a celebrity? She does. Uh, no, I no, do. No. And then I was the celebrity. I saw Tony Dungy at the airport. It's funny you said airport. Back when he was the coach of the Buccaneers, I saw him at the airport when I was little. 
when I went to Ocean City, Maryland for my senior week, my friends and I hung out with, uh, he was a prominent safety on the Washington yeah. football team. Chris Horton, he was like a, like a star safety at the time back in 2011. He was like one of the best players on the team and he hung out with us the whole weekend and was just like buying us 30 packs of Natty, Natty Light. Blech. I don't know. It just made me and my friends feel so cool. Natalie, it makes a lot of people feel cool. (laughs) (laughs) No. Tina Marie, do you have a celebrity story? I have a lot. Too many. I look in the mirror every day and I go, ooh. There's one. There's someone I want to be just (laughs) like. Okay, so yes, I do. Uh, Kanye West was a jerk. It wasn't like an outward jerk feeling that I got from him. I was hanging out with Rihanna. Chris Brown was playing basketball. Rihanna, Kanye, I was behind the scenes in, not Pinehurst, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I was just hanging out with everybody and all of the backup dancers and everything. I went to shake Kanye's hand because I'm not a fangirl, and I was just like, hi. And he looked at me so crazy. And yeah, I'll never forget that moment. Rihanna was really nice. That was before she turned into, I don't even know what to call it. Turned evil. Turned. (laughs) I love her music. I will say that. I love to sing her music. It's dirty now. It's, what about Eli? She met Eli Manning since oh, I'm yeah. talking about football. I met so. Eli Manning. We were on the same plane. They deboarded the entire plane. I had a football de-boarded. player, like someone <laughs> not important that would not stop hitting me up on Snapchat. Oh, he was like uh, that year he, he got signed one of the first draft picks for the Giants. So he was supposed to be really good. Whatever his name is. He didn't amount to anything. He was a wide receiver. Jeez. He, he didn't amount to anything. Yeah, but yeah, like, I was like, Oh, I almost cussed. I almost <laughs> disobeyed one of our golden rules. There. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, which one of you two is uh, the, the cook? Does one of you two cook more than the other one? I like food. I cook uh, breakfast every morning. He I mean, cooks breakfast. But she cooks like actual dishes that I haven't been able to catch on to yet. Yeah. What is this? Uh, <laughs> Just an entree. The size of an entree. I, I, she makes dishes <laughs> that I have not caught on to yet. Well, what, what does that mean? For instance, if you look at her Facebook, she made some delicious tilapia a couple nights ago. And tilapia is easy. It looks like she could have been on Iron Chef or Beat Bobby, Beat Bobby Flay. And yeah. he heard those exact words. Yeah. No, that's how I like felt. Three nights that's ago. why I remember those feelings. <laughs> 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 okay, Tina, since you are the, the, the chef of the two, um, if you had to design a spice rack for a blind person, what would you put in there? And how would you design it? Well, obviously, you would have to have Braille on the outside of the shaker, and oh, it would smart. be a spinning one, and it would have a, a big... Oh, wait, you said deaf, so I was going to say there should be a speakerphone, but that doesn't work. <laughs> I would just put scents leading up towards the spice rack. There would mm. be Braille on each spice, They'd all be different shapes, and obviously, just use your your scent, your smelling scent. Or wait, sense of smell. Scent of smell. Yeah, smell, smelling scent. That was right. Yeah. So, of course, crushed red pepper. Everybody needs some black pepper because that's good. It's got cannabinoid properties in it that make you happy. Who doesn't need salt? He oversalts a lot. This guy. Sometimes. Um, we would put some Creole seasoning in there, some Lowry seasoned salt. And you're forgetting your favorite coriander. Oh, coriander! She's incorporated that into a lot. And later. curry, curry. I don't know why? Yeah, it tastes yeah. pretty good though. They're all very different. Has that smoky seasonings? Flavor. Yeah. All right, Rob. Next question: <laughs> Why are manhole covers round? <laughs> manhole covers? Yeah. Why are like, they round? Manhole. No, like in the streets to go into the Man- sewer. Oh, 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 I'm tripping. 
Like where Ninja Turtles live. Yeah. <laughs> oh, to go to the sewer. Um, yeah. Why, why are they round? Is it maybe because it's easiest to put the plate back on? Just the circular shape might make it easy because there's no corners. Maybe I don't know. I feel like oh, a rectangle. You might get snagged up on, you know, fitting all four corners in there. But some round, you can just slide that around and, and you'll get it faster. I don't know. Yeah. That's a horrible. That's the worst one by far. Hey. It's a very bad question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, a ba- and a horrible, horrible answer. No, no the, the answer was scientific and I can appreciate that. <laughs> I, I took, I, that, I ser- I took that, that very seriously. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, he really thought about that. Uh, <laughs> Tina Marie, what is the most interesting vacation you've ever had? Interesting vacation. Hmm. None really recently. I don't think anybody has. Oh, Disneyland France, where mm. I had to cry to get in. Oh, that's the way to do they it. They did not like us. I tell this to everybody. French people think Americans sound like snakes because we have so many S's. And <laughs> I had to literally cry. We took the English Channel from England. We were moving to Germany. I had to hold my pee for four or five hours. I got to Disneyland and they weren't going to let me in. So instead of using the bathroom, I, I cried. Wait, the whole the park? Out. They have a height limit for the entire park? I didn't know that. A height limit? You said they wouldn't let you in. They wouldn't let me in. They wouldn't let all of us in. My whole Why? family. I don't know. Because something with my passport. Hmm. Fun fact. We covered this on our scariest mental illnesses of all time episode. There's a disorder. It's called the Paris syndrome where people that visit Paris, France, they will arrive there and they will become like dissociated. They'll have seizures and shit and they'll, they'll just have panic attacks. It's and traumatizing just, for them. Just in Paris and mainly with uh, Japanese people because of like the culture shock. They forget who they are. Like they forget where they came from. They forget all their memories. Mm-hmm. They are like depersonalized and it's really oh, strange. What? It's like <laughs> they have this really deep way of thinking in Japan where Everything needs to be perfect. And I was born in Japan, so I'm allowed to say this. So they're thinking, oh, it's going to be just you and me, honey, and it's the Eiffel Tower. And they get there, and it's like 50,000 people in line. I can imagine why that would freak you out. I'd be freaked out, too. You're already living in a country that's super populated. There's like this, what's the word? Idealized version (laughs) of Paris. Octopus. (laughs) You were like doing this with your finger. Yeah, it could have been octopus. But there's this idealized version that we're conditioned to to believe about Paris, I guess. And then people get there and it's kind of sort of similar to just like everything else. And there's people everywhere and there's like fences blocking shit off just like anywhere else. It doesn't meet their expectations. And it's it's culture shock. Yeah. But it's like (laughs) Japan's busier. Why are we so stuck on this question? It was just a nice fact to what I learned recently. Good job. Thanks. No, I'm in. I, I like learning about France and how crazy it makes people. Uh, <laughs> Rob, using a scale of 1 to 10, rate yourself on how weird you are. <laughs> well, looking glass self, the way I, other people see me, probably still a little bit weird. Maybe like a 7 or maybe just they don't understand my humor. It could be deadpan and sarcastic. I think they get it eventually. But to her, I'm a 10. I just act weird as hell. I get so annoyed. I'll, I'll do what I'll I'm the same. do or say anything around her. <laughs> and, you know, I feel comfortable doing it. And I'm like, yeah. stop it. But inside, I'm laughing, but I can't help but be like, shut up. She entertains it for a while. And then she's like, all right, we both know this is weird. Can you please not overdo <laughs> he it? He makes weird words up, like buffoonsy. That's, that's one of the... I, I, I like to just... 
for years. I like he to, called me buffoon. To like mesh words, and I like to look at a person and then make them like the offspring of two other people. He splices I know. people. I together. splice people. I'm like that looks like a combination of this person and this person. One time he said I looked like splice, and then he wanted to use it as his profile picture. <laughs> and he did. I did. He is, ultimately did. It is right now, but she's cut out. And I was so angry. <laughs> but yeah, so I make up weird words and I, and I mesh people together. So you, you said you call her buff- buffoonzy. Buffoonzy. See, that's more of a childish one. That's I grew, I grew out of that one. With an S. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is that a combination of buffoon and something else? Uh, I had a girlfriend in early high school she looked like a raccoon so my friends called her coonsy chelsea because <laughs> her name was chelsea so they called her coonsy yeah and so that's kind of how she it had started. eyeliner apparently that ran a lot we would mutate that into other words and then it was a bad habit that's then stuck around for that years just ended not that long ago i'm ready for whatever all right well here we go explain quantum electrodynamics in two minutes quantum electrodynamics to the best of my ability so we all know what quantum physics is. I wish I had a whiteboard like like you do. So, and then we have the electromagnetic field. Yeah. Did you say mechanics? Uh, electrodynamics. Oh, okay. So it's really important to know that the magnetic field and quantum physics coincides with one another. In order for them, just like with yin and yang, to work properly, we have to have this phrase that you just asked me to talk about basically quantum everything that's less than two minutes but i can't even remember the phrase they're they're sort of opposites is what i got from it even though they're not but so they attract each other the gears are turning and that's the dynamic of it the dynamics yes there's always dynamics when it comes to quantum anything yeah Ironically, the answer is written down here, and you nailed it. You almost it was almost verbatim. So, well, I know uh, what the words by itself means. I just didn't. Is that it's an actual thing? Yeah, it, it has nothing to do with yin yang, though. Just so you know, um, yeah. <laughs> I love incorporating energy into everything. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, if you had to guess, how many balloons would fit in the room that you're in currently? Gosh, jeez. <laughs> um, these are, these are the worst questions I've ever asked. They really are. How many balloons are in your room? <laughs> because no matter how smart you are, your number is going to be way off no matter what. Depends yeah. on the balloon. A default blown up size is what yeah, I'm no, looking Yeah, no, regular um, generic balloon. Uh, 564. That's, okay. <laughs> that's what that's, I was that's a, that's a really I'm going to use that next time. That's a great guess. Okay. Uh, if you were shrunk to the size of a pencil and put in a blender, how would you get out? Who's that to? A blender? Uh, anyone who wants to answer that. In a blender? Is the yeah. blender turned on? No, not yet. All right. Is the top on? No. No. Okay. Um, I'd bounce off of my point. <laughs> I just, I'd ollie out of there. I don't oh, know. You'd ollie out of there? I'd, I'd ollie. Like a skateboard. Or maybe I'd hop on the the uh, the subway, the freaking grinders. The, the why can't I think of the word? The Whatever blades? grinds stuff in a blender. The blade. Thank you. Wow. Thanks, Thank you, Zach. Self. The bl- <laughs> the blades of the blender. I'd hop on just to get a couple inches closer, and yeah. then I, I might like do a little run along the wall, like you know what I mean. Okay, two yeah. of these like, questions. Two of these oh. questions now, Defy including gravity. that one, have been questions that I have seen somewhere 
that I believe they use for certain types of jobs and careers. And they will actually ask these to the people trying to get these jobs. That mm. question and the manhole question. Ooh. Really? I've seen those places. If you want to be like a mechanical engineer or something, yeah. I feel like this is what they would ask you. <laughs> How do you fit a square into a circle? Yeah. <laughs> So what you're saying is you would you would get on the blades to get a little bit taller and then you would parkour around and then do a skateboard style ollie out. I would bunny hop with my tit. Defy <laughs> gravity defy gravity right up along the blender. Bunny hop with your Actually what? it make more sense to bounce with the racer. I don't know why I didn't go there instead. So a reverse I, at this point I don't know what the question is. I'm just thinking I mean, skateboards what they, and balloons. Do they have a, an ideal explanation for this? Yeah, what is no. Ah, no, it's, wish, it's a conversation. It's a conversation starter. I wish they it did. works. Yeah. How, how would you do that? Yeah, you you tell us. Uh, well, I think most of the time, like inside of a blender, they have those little measuring lines. So I'd probably mm. try to like Assassin's Creed style grab onto one of those, and then do mm. like, a, like a hardcore chin up, and then like kind of scale my way. Okay. Out, I think yeah. Are those on the inside or the outside? Oh, good question. Yeah. Uh, mine are on the inside, especially okay. hypothetically. In this You're special. That, that's fair. <laughs> you think yeah. that the blender that's should fair. be different for you. That's genius, actually. I just want to be able to see when I'm looking inside, not the outside. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, Tina Marie, you have a bouquet of flowers. All but two are roses. All but two are daisies. And all but two are tulips. How many flowers do you have? More than six. Perfect. Uh, Rob. <laughs> That's all I have. <laughs> Not your forte. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that one either. I couldn't think fast enough. Oh, I once again, I didn't read these before doing this. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what any of these are going to be. Uh, Rob, speaking of something, if you could be any superhero, which one would you be? I've answered this before, actually, not that long ago. Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. It was our one episode on superheroes. Superpowers and tiggle bitties. Mm. I named it. That was our most comedic episode. You'd be Spider-Man Y. Just to do... I said the same same thing. Uh, I forgot about that. Sick. um, Well, just a a special somebody. But (laughs) but, uh, just to do like, you know, a leap of faith off of a skyscraper and be able to just land on my feet and cause like a... a what is it called? So Assassin's Creed Whatever earth, again. Whatever earthquake <laughs> is. A ripple effect? No, a shockwave. Okay. You know what I mean? Send a oh, yeah. shockwave. Which wave. would eventually create a sinkhole in Florida. It would, yeah, but yeah. just to make like go save. seven thugs fly in the air when I land. Yes. It'd be sweet to just sling my way up to my uh, to I, my crib. I want to know what hop he, through the window. What would you be? Because there's not very many superhero characters that are redheaded. Except for Kim Possible. Is Human Torch redheaded? Uh, I don't think so. No. Wait, I, I have to I have to look like this, but also look like this superhero? No, no, I'm no. I'm just kidding. Then I'm going to pick the thing. Because I feel like he is he's a representation of Ginger. Uh, <laughs> you didn't have to go all the way with Ginger. No, I like it. He's just like, he's just a rock dude and kind of can be gruff. That's it. Like, oh, get him away. Just... Gruffy. His, his, his beige yeah. rock's exterior is closest to so, so much Amber. innuendo. Yeah, beige, sure. beige rock. Beige rock <laughs> uh, Tina Marie, how would you weigh an elephant without using a scale? Weigh an elephant? Mm-hmm. Ooh, without using a scale. That's funny because I was going to say, well, I'd have them walk onto the scale. Well, the question wasn't, could you pick it up, Tina? So how would I weigh an elephant without using a scale? 
I have no idea. I'm stumped. I guess. Ooh, this is this is hard. You have to cut them up. You've actually like. got. Don't say that because that was the first thing that crossed my mind, but I didn't like it. <laughs> and you'd still have to use a scale for each of the pieces. I. That's true. I, I don't like I don't this know. question. Okay, skip. Sorry, uh, Rob. <laughs> If you were given a free full-page ad in a newspaper and had to sell yourself in six words or less, Ooh. how would that ad read? What are you selling? Six words or less. Biggest eyebrows with the best adjectives. That is more than six. Six words. Was it? Biggest, biggest eyebrows, eyebrows with, with the, the best, best adjectives. Okay. Boom. Tina Marie, same question. I'm just I'm interested in this now. Viking ninja connoisseur of everything amazing oof that's great that so much that was, ego that's great ego i somebody writes that down <laughs> <laughs> that's actually not a bad question i actually consider that a good question depending who you're interviewing I like that, that is a pretty good question rob back to bad questions if you were a bicycle what part would you be hmm the Honk. seat no. <laughs> oh gosh uh, <laughs> I was going to say something, but it was corny. Um, <laughs> First thing that comes to your mind, right? Yeah, go, go for it. I'm, I'm learning about you guys. This is great. He's deciding if he actually wants to be a part of our panel right now. I'd be, I'd be the, the spokes because I don't necessarily keep the bike rolling, but I contribute to it. Tina's the wheels. I'm the bike. And other parts. <laughs> and probably the handlebars, too. So I would be the spokes because that's like a supporting role. Because yeah. I like the cards in my spokes. She puts cards it, in her spokes, whatever L that means. <laughs> what do you mean? Like the thing that... Oh, yeah. It makes a cool sound. That's what yeah. that's what they are. They're the spokes. So I have cards in in my in my spokes. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's probably adorable. Uh, uh, Tina Marie, if you were a salad, what kind of dressing would you have? Oh, it's a ranch because, first of all, my Instagram is Asian ranch sauce because I love ranch that much. Secondly, who doesn't like ranch? And if you don't like ranch, we can't be friends. If she didn't, and you probably yeah. don't like ranch. Am I wrong? If I she didn't it. say that, I do. I just can't even be telling the truth. So now you, you know that people call ranch white barbecue, right? Are you calling me a redneck? Well, I, I can see that. <laughs> I understand that perspective. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's the most basic of all of all sauces and. I want to say I'm a balsamic vinaigrette person, but I'm just not because it tastes like water and oil. Waiting to run off your plate. Yeah. You can't dip french fries in balsamic vinaigrette. No, you could dip anything in ranch. You could dip tilapia in ranch. Crust it with ranch. Uh, <laughs> mini sirloin steaks topped with ranch. Uh, Rob, what is your favorite mm -hmm. flavor of ice cream? Mint chocolate chip. Ooh. That was fast. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's answerable <laughs> all night. Yeah. Uh, Tina Marie, if you won the lottery, what would you do with the money? Nothing. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rob, no. can you tell a joke? No. Uh, just kidding. Gosh, I always hate this question. No, like, I'm not asking you, you to tell one. What? What, Zach? I wasn't asking you to tell a joke. I was making sure that you could uh, tell a joke. Do I know a joke is what you're No, asking. no. Just can you tell a joke? No. At the appropriate time, yes. He okay. can only give punchlines in which you have no question for the, there's no beginning to yeah. the joke. It's just the end. And I don't you have take any. It however you want. I don't have any references that I that's just prepared at all times. Buffoon see. Buffoon. Okay. <laughs> that was the joke. 
Tina Marie, can you tell me about the worst boss you've ever had? Uh, it was myself. Oh, it was Shammy. It was actually Shammy, a.k.a. Scammy, <laughs> who <laughs> I gave her so many ideas for her haunted hotel, actual haunted hotel. And she wanted to put up pictures that had nothing to do with the history of this hotel, of herself and family visiting different places in the world, all over this historical country. Texan country hotel. The people did not love it. Her, and she fired me, too. Her primary interior design theme was Texas A&M, which did not fit a, a historical, a historical haunted, haunted place, haunted hotel slash restaurant. She wanted to do things her way. I mean, she's probably going to be on Hell's Kitchen at some point. Well, the kitchen is great. The food is great. But yeah, Gordon has a hotel. Hell, Gordon has a hotel. <laughs> uh, Rob, do you like Jerry or Tom more? The name? Tom and Jerry. Oh, Tom. Oh, tripping. Uh, that's a tough one. I like, I mean, I guess I like Jerry more. Aww. Because he would always outsmart Tom and he'd always come out on top. So can't, can't knock that, you know? The underdogs. Aww. The undermouse. He's so cute. Tina Marie, what is your favorite video game? Ooh, this is hard. So it's a toss up between not Mass Effect 3. Bioshock and The Witcher 3. Oh, no, no, no. It's Detroit Become Human. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. It's Detroit Become Human. Oh, cool. Rob, why do you think Charles Chaplin is famous? I don't know who that is. Really? Is that bad? Charlie Chaplin. Charlie. I, still, I don't know Charlie. Mustache. Who is he? Silent Moon. Who is he? I like the whispering. <laughs> Uh, he's just an actor. He's just an old actor. Look, once again, these aren't my questions. I'm just I know. off, off of very, very, very bad. You don't know either. He's so. a square. Oh, no, he's, he's an actor. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. played him in a movie. Tina was like blind, deaf, ASM artist. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, he was I think of him. He's, he's a great guy. He's a black and white. He's so important to the film industry. Yeah, black and white filmmaker. Uh, yeah, pretty big deal. Some movies. He's doing it all. He's, do, he's not <laughs> doing anything anymore. <laughs> Well, yeah. Tina Marie, what would be the first thing you do if you had a time machine? I would stand in it. I would go back and forth and look out the window and decide which place was better to be <laughs> before exiting. Perfect. Uh, Rob, what would you like to ask God? It's hmm. a good one. I would like to ask God what happens to... All of the infants and all of the young toddlers Puppies. and children that have not yet had the same opportunity to understand things quite the way that a developed adult would. What would happen to them if they didn't Aww. receive the proper message yet? Or, or they're not old enough to understand the innocent sure ones. Where do they go? I would ask God what my worst sin was. <laughs> Like that, rank them, please. That might be yeah. better. Give they me top. Want. Give me top ten. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would like to know. Okay. Uh, speaking of which, I'm glad you answered like that. Um, if you could speak any one type of animal, what animal would you be able to speak? Me. Who's this at? Uh, Tina Marie first. Oh well, I already speak cat, so I would probably want to speak kangaroo because they're not very vocal. Or around here. Or even around here. Well, and that just makes it even even more valuable to me. 
Well, yeah. to the people, I'd want to hang out in Australia more if, if I could speak kangaroo. To the people that like to profit off of boxing kangaroos, to be able to communicate with that kangaroo would be yeah, like, pivotal. Go get them, boss. Oh, yeah, if go you get could, those guys, if they were responsive and you can tell them what to do and they would understand. Yeah, you'd have you'd have a, a heavyweight champion, a kangaroo mm-hmm. champion. Well, then I guess kangaroo is the correct answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rob, <laughs> what was the last book you read? Oh. I know what it was. <laughs> what is it called? You what is it called though? Psycho Cybernetics. But I didn't finish it. I think I read it to him. We switched off. <laughs> I, can, I can read, and so can she. I'm but making it, a joke. It's called Psycho Cybernetics. Yes. It's about envisioning yourself in the greatest possible light, so that you can manifest all sorts of things and. So that she can be good for everybody around you. But it was written in the 1950s or early 1960s where people thought very different than they do today. But it still and applies. I, and it's still completely applicable and people don't follow these types of rules anymore, which is why it's so important. I really like it because it's like that's literally all you have to focus on is this perfect idealized version of yourself. And if you just keep that imaginative depiction of yourself you know as much as you can then that's what it's going to be and i think that solves all the problems there's way more complex ways you know for spiritual help but i feel like this alone could solve all of that yeah uh, that philosophy but what makes it also super cool is the fact that this guy was a plastic surgeon Mm. that came away from being a plastic surgeon because he hated what he was doing because it was he could tell that it wasn't helping anybody to get the surgeries he was giving and he really just wanted to help people and he tells so many amazing stories within the entire book about this one time i was giving this woman a rhinoplasty and then he'll go on about it and then he'll make the connections which is why it's it's such an interesting book and he saw firsthand that exterior appearance does nothing but cause you suffering so well from from his experience well not not some people like their their surgeries but there's nothing wrong with that. So he took his firsthand experience and translated it into this whole philosophy. That's what the book's about. Yeah. No, that sounds great, though. That's actually really interesting. I thought you were going to say Harry Potter for some reason. Oh, heck no. I'll send it to you. What? Do I look like Daniel what is this, Radcliffe? 2007? I don't think I do. No, not at all. Not those eyebrows. Chiseled chin. <laughs> well, he has the chin of, of Harry Potter. What is it? I don't know what his chin looks like. Chiseled. No, he's got a good chin. It's a strong chin. Yeah. Tina Marie, what was the last thing that made you cry? Everything. I probably cried yesterday during watching Da Vinci's Demons. Oh, yeah, you did. I teared up and I was like, I remember it teared up last time. And then I teared up a little and then I stopped. Yeah. Do you mean like real crying, like real bawling or just like was tearing up enough? A tear is a tear. I checked the website and they would like to know like a real ball. Yeah, real cry. Oh, when my phone broke. Oh. That was a, a devastating moment. The last night of the convention. Yeah, on the very last night oh. of the convention. And I had so many important people to contact the next day, and I lost all of my contacts. And then the insurance people, don't get me started with them. I got hung up on like six times because I used this crappy Android phone to call these insurance people. And they hung up on me. They called me names. It took like three days to get it sorted out. Seriously, I Cricket. Did. I gave uh, up so many times. Insurance claims are almost impossible. Don't use Cricket. Only, they break you only down. if you have to. They break you down. How do you feel about uh, Mint Mobile? Mint? What? Yeah, Mint Mobile, Ryan Reynolds' cell phone company. Uh, oh, cool. I've, now I've heard of what, them, yeah. What is yeah. their um, selling point? Like, what do they do? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. 
Yeah, mostly Canadian phone numbers, I think. I think it's a cool thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, someone said this. <laughs> I didn't know he was Canadian. I, well, I assume oh, yeah. he was. Okay, I didn't well, know. Well, we don't live in the mountains. Like, we're not on mountain time, hmm. so we don't know much about mint. Um, I didn't know mountain time was a time zone until, like, the convention and a couple people were in that. I, the couple people I was swear. him and him. <laughs> nah, it might have just been you. But... It really was. Well, so nah. I would remember because the trauma from it. Dude, it's awful. I hate it. I'm trying to, like, talk to anybody. It's like, okay, so it's two here. It's four for them. What is it? MDT? I've never seen that until recently. Yeah, mountain time. Uh, D- what does D stand for? I don't know. That's D- MGT, Mountain Something Time. <laughs> I don't, I don't actually know. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> with one of our shows talking upstream, what we're trying to do is we're trying to talk ourselves up to a streaming service. We're trying to create something to get ourselves sold to a, a service. What would you say is the high benchmark of your podcast? What is like the pinnacle of what you guys are trying to do? So know. like what our ultimate message is or like a milestone like, like statistically? The- the ultimate goal for your project? Well, personally, I want to be on a syndicated radio network that's sort of lax and just lets us do what we want under certain parameters, doesn't try to control our message or even what our topics are going to be. Be on the radio, but not have to sell out for it. First of all, I would own that syndication network so you don't have to worry about that. That's good to know. Boom. (laughs) <laughs> the pinnacle for me would be that we teach people that don't understand deeper philosophies and different aspects of life and how the human mind actually works and how all of it is so intricate that we can not just be understood by scholarly people, but people that are what you would call average at the same time while getting the point across in a clear and concise way and also still being funny. Which and relatable. Is, which is why I want to be on that platform is to spread that, that platform. message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My last question that I have here under the worst questions. Rob, in your opinion, who is the best Batman? Fap? Fapper? No, Bat Batman. Sorry, you cut out. It really sounded like Fapper. Don't answer that one. <laughs> oh god i don't have Batman. me someone left. um <laughs> me is all i know of. whoa okay uh, anyways <laughs> um not ben affleck what decent but there's some bad batmans it would have to be the dog oh it would be what, what's his name uh don't say the one with the horse not not there. that's not ben affleck but the one before everybody knows his name Christian Bale? Christian Bale. I'm, that that was, yes. That's the only Batman. That was going to really, if, if everybody else forgot, I was going to have a meltdown. Christian Bale. <laughs> That's why I said not, don't say the guy that, you know, you know. The first one was trash. The one after that, I don't even remember. He was Honey, in like Batman Forever. That's okay. He was all right. Uh, ben Affleck can improve. Affleck. <laughs> not that I'm like a Batman connoisseur. I don't really care about Batman. Just now I'm thinking about Affleck but, and Geico. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all the questions I had. Uh, you guys seem cool enough that I would like to work with you at any point. So uh, you've passed my interview. So. <gasps> we got interviewed on our own show. Is that what it was? Uh, we, oh, yeah. we reverse interviewed us. Yep. And this is not what I thought it was going to be. And I'm yep. so glad we didn't stick the original top 10 questions. Because those were just... Mm. Oh, I was yeah. like, these are too easy. Yeah. Now do we interview you for a short... If you'd like to. Yeah. Short segment. Yeah, so... What is your affinity with this hat? Uh, Gravity Falls is a very cool show about two kids 
that have to learn how to grow up on their own to solve mysteries and realize that it's not about fear, but it's about knowledge and working through fear and working together. The show is a perfectly crafted show, and I absolutely adore it. And I've actually worn this hat, not this one, but I have probably 90. They're all around this house. Uh, every time I go somewhere cool, I actually leave a hat somewhere. So there's a hat in Europe. There's a hat in Mexico. There's a hat in Canada. There's a hat in Hawaii. Uh, I leave these hats like all over the place where I give them to people that I like. If I ever meet a celebrity, I give them a hat and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. I just, I dig the hats. Cool. Yeah. Looks good. I like it. It's very nice. Yeah. That um, is way deeper than the, the tree depiction that it gives up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So here's another question. Yeah. Sorry. Our dog is acting like a maniac like right next to That's the okay. window. That's <laughs> okay. She's fine. So second question. I have been paying attention to you and the comments that you leave and where you leave them and when. You seem to be more encouraging to certain people and you have a lot of depth to what you say. When did you kind of first come into your own with being comfortable with who you are? Yeah. So my grandmother, when I was young, owned a bunch of restaurants and I had to work in these restaurants when I was like 11 and 12. And it was kind of like a diner. So I had to meet like old grizzly dudes and kind of work my way around that. Uh, and I grew up in the restaurant industry having, you know, people around food is probably humans at their worst. When you try to keep people around their food, they don't act like themselves. So uh, <laughs> navigating, <laughs> navigating human emotion and human behavior is something that I've always kind of particularly paid attention to. But I had my daughter when I was 19 years old and that changed me completely. That really put a whole new spectrum on the way I looked at the world. I had to see the world from a, a young girl's point of view. That was way different than a bartender and a, a stand-up comedian and a guy who would hang out at bars for, you know, whatever. Uh, then I started looking at the world from somebody's point of view that I just could not understand. And it was from a girl's point of view. And looking back at how I know I've treated women and how I've seen women treated, I wanted to make sure that I was a role model for her to let her know that, hey, there's good dudes in the world. Not every guy's bad. So it was really having her and watching her grow up and trying to teach her how this world works made me a wildly better person. That's Dude, a beautiful, beautiful answer. That was amazing. You ask him a question. The dog is Don't literally about it. right under our feet. Whiskey Anyways. or vodka? Uh, if any. I would probably say tequila first. I own six Mexican restaurants and I have award-winning margarita recipes. So number one, I'm a tequila person. I'm a tequila connoisseur. But if I had to choose between those two, I would do vodka. Dude, that is so cool. Will you send some recipes our way? Absolutely. That's I, awesome. We've both worked in Mexican restaurants. And let me tell you, the way that they make margaritas in some places is kind of disturbing. The giant, it's almost what you mop something with, those buckets. And they just pour stuff into it. And I'm like, oh, this is so gross. And then you take like something that looks like a mop and you swirl it all around and throw it in there. Uh-uh. Eh, those are the lower end. Yeah. But usually just a shaker. But People love margaritas. But yeah, there's sour mix in your margarita. It's wrong. That's, that's a fact. Really? The oh, yeah. agave, whatever. If there's sour mix in it, you're doing it incorrect. I was putting this nasty huh. lime green alien liquid, and that is that is what he's talking about. Because yes. I, served, I served and bartended at a place called Uncle Julio's. It was a nice place. It was a really nice place. But yeah, they would use sour mix and stuff. So yeah. I had no idea. That's good to know. I'll Sorry. give you a very clean recipe. It's four ingredients. It has won me three awards. It sent me to Mexico three different times. It is a great recipe, but if you're using sour mix in a margarita, you do not have a margarita in front of you. What goes in place of it? Uh, what you need to do is four ingredients, which is this tequila, fresh lime juice, powdered sugar, and Grand Marnier. 
or orange liqueur of some sort. So that would change the color a little bit. Uh, no, I mean, the lime juice would still keep it a, a pale green, but uh, the powdered sugar would make it a little bit thicker and give it a nice foamy top to it. But yeah, sour mix out. Don't put soda in it. Don't put that stuff in it. Just four ingredients. Keep it clean. Would you consider yourself like an adept mixologist? Uh, I've opened six breweries and I own four American restaurants and six Mexican restaurants. Uh, I went to the Culinary Institute of America to learn how to be a chef. So I'm more of a chef than a mixologist. So I like to look at beverages from a chef point of view. Here's ingredients to make a good dish. Make that into a drink. Don't just make a drink that tastes like strawberries. That's dumb. Thick margaritas. Absolutely. So, wow. Okay. Dude, that's so cool, man. That is really cool. Learn something new every day. I just had some Mexican food the other night and I was really disappointed. Also, do you know why they call... Let me get this dog. Uh, now that we're on the topic of Mexican food, even though I have a better question, why are those things called cheese balls when it's just cheese in a tortilla? Uh, cheese ball does not sound Spanish <laughs> or Mexican. Well, I live in the middle of Texas and these are real... Like, this is an authentic Mexican restaurant or Tex-Mex, I guess. And it's yeah. called a cheese ball. And I'm like, this is not a ball. Yeah, Tex-Mex food is not Mexican food. That's uh, true. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know so much about the cheese ball. <laughs> I've never come across that in, in, in my travels. Okay, what's your biggest accomplishment in the last five years? Hmm, biggest accomplishment. So I started my own restaurant about, yeah, it was about five years ago now. Me and my brother, we got some capital together. We wanted to create a restaurant that wasn't ran by restaurant people. So we wanted to find farmers and people that worked in charities and people that worked with sustainable ingredients. And I wanted to teach them how to work in restaurants so that they were better for other people. Because the point of a restaurant should be you're taking care of people. You shouldn't try to rob people and give them poisonous food and try to steal their money. You know, so I wanted people that were intelligent people and they were interested in just helping humans be better. And then we won restaurant tour of the year in Delaware for that. Um, That was a really cool, that was a really cool thing. Dude, you've done you've done a lot. Yeah, does a lot. And that was just one facet. I want you to explain the sex robot podcast for everybody. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, so the show's called Silicon Angels. We wanted to start making podcasts the way that old radio programs were made. There's a lot of people that are doing, you know, talk and interview conversations, and that's awesome. We love to listen to those, but we don't really do those very well. So what we wanted to do originally was to make movies. So we came up with a bunch of projects to make movies. And then once COVID came and all that stuff really shut everything down, we had to transition a lot of our projects just to get them done. So we turned Silicon Angels into an audio drama. But it revolves around, um, you ever call someplace and that thing says, this is being recorded for training purposes or whatever? So I've always wondered like, where those conversations go. So the concept <laughs> of the show is uh, these are all the conversations you would call if you bought a sex robot and there was IT problems. So you call this place with your robot problems. And this is all the recorded calls from the IT department of a sex robot shop. So the jokes that we wanted to make growing up, you know, a white man, you know, there, there's a lot of jokes that can be made about the sexuality of white men. And the, You're allowed to say that. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of jokes about how scared men are of sex and of sex relations. And uh, I, I don't think a lot of people are paying attention to some kind of misogyny and that kind of thing. So we wanted to make jokes of that and how people can mistreat women and put it into a sex robot format so that 
guys would laugh at themselves being jerks. That was kind of oh, yeah, so that's genius. so it's freaking, beyond genius. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, all the show is is guys dealing with the problems that they would have with a sex robot. So yeah, so that that was the jokes, and we kind of put it into uh, what we thought was an intelligent format, which is found footage uh, of this thing. So. Yeah, I mean, I think got nominated for some awards and uh, some really weird, funny people like that show. And uh, we're trying to put together season two. Um, but yeah, we actually created a human for this. So there's a guy named Simon Vanderbland, and he exists. If you Google him, he he's a person. We created him. He has a website. He has a Facebook. He has a Twitter. And he created the show Silicon Angels. So what we wanted was people to find it in the future and kind of do some research on it. Like, oh, wait, what is Silicon Angels? So there's a website. It does exist. Silicon Angels has a Twitter, and it's shut down. Uh, so we kind of put a bunch of weird things for if nerds ever wanted to find it and start doing some research, they could find how Simon Vanderbland created the show. Like he has a YouTube account. He's got followers. He's got his own thing going on. You're probably friends with him on Facebook and don't even know it. Oh, why is it? That. Why is it not now on I'm Twitter? Too, it, was, it was too real. I, <laughs> I can do a very good AI voice. So if you ever need oh. that. Oh, we definitely will for season two. So yeah, the show kind of starts with like this company that made sex robots. And they got bought by the military, and they started using these robots for military purposes. Which they will. Or have. So season two is going to go into more of that. I I didn't even know. She's mentioned it because I remember the silicone title. Silicone? But she said you had 10 shows. We have a show called Podcast Podcast, a podcast show. That's where we find very, very bad podcasts, and then we review them seven at a time. That's Uh, so cool. There's some very bad podcasts. There's a lot to choose from. (laughs) I listen to a lot. We do a review show for Lovecraft Country, so some nobodies review Lovecraft Country. We have a show called Talking Upstream, which is our weekly show for IBM TV. We have a show that's based on that called Twitching Upstream, which we put on Twitch now, and it's kind of the same format. Uh, we have a show called Meaner Kind of Magic, and it's about these kids are in a, uh, like a magic school, but in the South, so it's like a Southern accent. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I love I wanna, Southern I want to get all up in that uh, Hogwarts school. I love it. We have a show called Super Empowered, and it's about people that have low-level superpowers, and they go to like a group therapy room because they get bullied by heroes and villains. Uh, (laughs) We have an improv show coming out soon called uh, Don't Believe Everything You Eat, and it's for the Eat Foundation, a charity group. I even asked Tina to be on the show. It's going to be an improv game show where there's puppets and chess humor, if you can believe that. Uh, we have our regular show, Some Nobodies, which is me and Dylan kind of talking about all of our projects. We have a show coming out soon called Cast Your Own Podventure. We wrote two whole series and did it in a choose your own adventure style where there's like 20 different endings. So you listen to episode one and then you choose which episode you want to listen to next and you choose how your wow. own goes. So you can listen to it over and over again. How wow. the hell do you guys pull all this he, off? He is a Silicon angel. I understand that you have unlimited talent. But still, you have 10 podcasts, and one of them is a story, choice-based podcast with alternate endings. And Yeah, here's my worksheet for that, if you guys can see that. Oh, I, my God. I had to write this whole story out and put all these uh, endings to it. Oh, it's, it's crazy. Because, yeah, he has an entertainment background. Now, keep so- in mind, I do have Dylan, though. Dylan is my writing partner. He's the one that does mm-hmm. a lot of structure for me. I go to him with crazy ideas and he helps me. He has a writing degree and he writes novels. So he takes my stupid ideas, works them down into actually like an approachable format. And then I tackle them from there. I can tell like when you guys were doing the bug cinematic, you guys were just rapid fire, like on your toes. He was like, ready with the whiteboard. Improvision oh, left I and right. I love that. Where Where's the whiteboard? I was like praying mantis that can play the bass. Like I was slow and y'all are already onto the next 
Oh, yeah, we were so nervous for that too because I tried to sign up and I wasn't sure if I got in for the show part at the end. I know I got in for the hot chili challenge. And then at some point, like I think the day before or whatever is when I found out like, hey, we're going to do the show. So I called Dylan. I'm like, hey, man, like we're going to do a half an hour. What do you want to do? Because we were thinking, well, we can't really do Silicon Angels because it's like phone calls. And we can't <laughs> do a lot of our stuff because the dramas. So we're like, I guess we'll just do like a real fast talking up stream. But we were so nervous. And I was like talking so fast. But, uh, Dude, it was amazing. Nah, y'all didn't come off at nervous. It was so unique. The the rushing to get through the segment in 30 minutes came off like it was as on purpose. your mind was working so fast because you were just a natural at it. Oh, cool. Yeah, right on. Yeah, so yeah, we do that weekly. It's a 90-minute format, and we have a guest on, and the guest helps us throughout the whole way. Um, so we went in. Oh, 100%. 100%. When I first walked in the house, and then Tina was on the chat and watching Doing it. my stuff and I was that like, I do? I was like, what is this? And then within like 20 seconds, I was like, oh, this is freaking so cool. So many people were involved. This is genius. That was one of my favorite segments. Cool. I really maybe, was. Maybe even top two. I've been saying, I was like, that was probably, well, it was definitely the most creative. It was the best. And then, you know what's funny? In my opinion, You were was. in the Hot Pepper Challenge, which is my number one, and that's not even a podcast. And so. you were in that. and that's So you were in both, you were in two, two of my favorite segments. Top oh, right two. Cool. Yeah, I actually well, voted yeah. for you to win, dude, in the comments. She didn't put it up. Oh, well, I was probably doing something. I wasn't you. watching it fully because I was preparing for our segment. No, okay. I just peeped in and like I caught you taking shots of your hot sauce. And I didn't <laughs> oh, see yeah. like the throw up and I didn't see what everybody else like. I saw what Jeff was doing and I was like, eh. and then I, I was like, I picked Zach. But Jeez. James, well deserved for oh, James. Absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. That was the way so, he was so able beautiful. to throw up at the camera without, oh. and then he was like, "I'm fine." Damaging anything, <laughs> I think it was perfect. He came back, and I was like, "You want to do some more?" Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Once he threw up, I was like, "All right, well, I can't win this thing, but whatever, I'll just keep going." But yeah, that was that was beautiful. Watching this throw up like at the screen, I wish I had like 3D glasses on because I was like, "Oh no!" Somebody was like, "Oh, eat a loaf of bread. That'll help." I didn't give you enough credit. Andy because, was funny too. Yeah, I Andy didn't give Grant. you or Andy enough credit. And here's the reason why. I vaguely knew of who you were because I had listened to your show. And I vaguely knew Andy. But everyone else had been in a lot of contact with me. That's a problem. That's not good that I thought that way. It's almost biased. But then when I rewatched it, I was like, look at him right now. I, I was like, look at out. his face. This was two nights he ago. He was eating spoonfuls of hot sauce. You watched it again. And he ate stuffing bread in his face and oh. his eyes. Like, look at his eyes. I was like, look at Zach right now, like killing it. Yeah. But you can't really compete with the throw up. Well, it was nah. hard because I was the only one not in hot sauce or yeah. pepper mode. I mean, Dan did good too. Like he bought the we dry peppers eat. that were recommended and, you know, he almost threw up. So he, he was going to pee. He did a good job. Yeah, he that was, was the thing. I, I didn't have the pepper. So I was like, okay, I'm not really in the running. I didn't have the pepper. I bought a fresh pepper earlier. <laughs> and then when I saw that it was dry, I'm like, oh, no. I and thought I, you were mean at first. No. Mean? No. Because you were like, did I not understand what I was supposed to do? And, no, and to I me, don't. I read it wrong. I read it wrong completely, obviously. No, I had this problem where I read like the first two words of a paragraph and like the last couple of words. I'm like, I know exactly <laughs> what that says. And I just went at it and I went back and I like scrolled back through. I was like, yeah, I, I missed a lot of this stuff, man. I was not paying attention to any of this. <laughs> so that was you trying to back out. 
I didn't know who you were. Like, I saw Noah Body. I literally thought Noah your name Body? was Noah Body. It says, I AKA swear. Zach Wiseman. I didn't get it until she was like, no, you get it. And I was like, oh, I'm really stupid. He literally had to say but it out loud. There's somebody else that we know in podcasting that has that white face avatar with the orange it's hair. It's Brad. And the hat. Yeah, Brad. He doesn't so have a hat. I was like, I thought y'all were the same person. Just because they're red hair does not make them the same. Almost identical avatar. So I, Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Talking midstream here oh we're gonna oh <laughs> last question no we can end it and we can keep talking no no no, no. this is for people that oh. will, will watch yeah. um so you have 10 podcasts do you have a primary do you have a secondary and how does that talking go? upstream um so I, I guess my primary is that me my favorite or the one that i like really pay attention to the I one that my- you put the most time into yeah, Silicon Angels is one I put the most time into because we crafted story arcs for the callers. We crafted story arcs for some of the customers. We put like sound effects. We had like 16 different actors come in for that. That was something we spent the most amount of time on and had the most fun on because we would just gather people together and be like, okay, we have this idea that a priest wants to buy like a kid robot uh, who wants to play these characters. And we would kind of like work right. this scene up. Um, so Silicon Angels is probably the one that I spent the most time on it. And I really, really enjoy that show. But Talking Upstream is something that I really appreciate it really builds my friendship with Dylan, which is cool. It really shows how creative that we both can be when we're together. And I think that it's something that's slightly different than what most people are doing. Absolutely. Yeah, so, Longevity yeah. there. Y'all are both incredibly intelligent. So you can tell there's a very strong connection there. So yeah. uh, if you want to plug your socials and everything, this could easily be on the audio show. Yeah, if you want to see anything we do, you can go to somenobodies.com. You can find all 15 of our shows and our TV shows and everything else. If you want to support us, we do have some Patreon members that do help us try to make movies. That is our goal. We do want to make feature films and sitcoms and shows and everything else. So you can go to patreon.com backslash some nobodies. If you want to find me anywhere, I'm nobody everywhere. But if you go to any podcast thing and type in some nobodies, you'll see probably 15 shows that we do, even fake shows we put out there just so people can see our name. SEO is on point, by the way. I mean, because you. you look up some nobodies without even a space and it's all you guys. Yeah, we, we've been crushing it. And uh, I got to put a lot of uh, thanks out there to Dylan. He he hustles and I give him a lot of things to do. And he writes scripts overnight and sends me stuff all the time. So that's the uh, kind of man, that's beast. Shout that's out exactly Dylan. what I needed in my life. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't really had we that. Can be that. Yeah, Yay! I was gonna say we haven't really had that. I've, I've that loved everybody that's been Dawn, Dawn. I'm sorry. She had a child. So that's normal. You know, it's she did understandable. A lot. She did but a lot. she yeah, yeah, she did. She did a lot. <laughs> but right now we don't have anybody. So. I love you, Don. Yeah. <laughs> all the people we've met on the indie pod, uh, the summit thing has been super cool. All the people that we work with you uh, have been great. So what we do is we just create fictional weird dramas. Noah Botti, aka Zach with a K, Wiseman, like the three wise men. Merry Christmas. Dumbnobodies.com. Thank you so much, and you are officially part of the family. We're gonna end this broadcast. Our newest panel member. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Official. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye.